Good evening, everybody. <laughs> My name is Willie Lana Reed, and I'm the founder and CEO of Reed's Lemonade. And I am elated to let you know that if you are hearing or if you're under the sound of my voice at this current moment, you are indeed listening to my first ever podcast episode. I've been debating on whether or not to do a podcast for a while now. At first, I was doing Wednesdays with Willie on my Instagram where I would share some experiences that I've had along my entrepreneurship journey, but it got to a point to where the video editing, or should I say the way the videos were coming out were a little different than uh, what I had in my head. And also setting up the video camera, doing the takes, isn't, very, isn't something that I'm very proficient in. So me recording my voice seemed like a way better option than doing the whole video editing, all of that stuff. So I currently don't have a name for this podcast. I was thinking uh, The Lemon Odyssey. I was thinking Diary of a Black Entrepreneur, uh, different things. I don't really know. But this the purpose of this podcast is for me to put my experiences on record. So it might not necessarily be a business or entrepreneurship or a advice type of podcast, but I would just like to put my experiences on record as they're happening. That way, one, I can recall on them uh, later down the road. And two, if you are also in my predicament, whether it be right now or in the future, you can have some type of reference just to say, you know what? I'm in that same predicament right now. Uh, This feels a lot better hearing somebody going through the same thing I'm going through right now. So, like I said, I don't really know the name right now, and I really don't know what type of content I'm going to put on here, uh, but it is going to be real time as I'm going through certain situations. So just to kick off the first episode, I would like to give you a little information about myself and how I got into entrepreneurship. Uh, It all started, I want to say, in 2018, when I was completing my last year of eligibility at Mississippi State University as a scholarship track athlete. While I was there, I competed in long jump, hurdles, the decathlon, and the heptathlon. The heptathlon is just an indoor version of the decathlon. Or should I say, it's the indoor multi-event. So while I was there, I was fortunate enough to make it to the national championships in Eugene, Oregon, and I was also able to get all SEC honors. In addition to that, my major was mechanical engineering, where I completed my degree at the Bagley College of Engineering at the wonderful Mississippi State University. So how did entrepreneurship come about? I, like I said, I finished my last year eligibility, but I still had one more year due to the type of course load I was taking because I didn't want to have a overbearing schedule with school along with travel and stuff like that because we used to miss 
uh, a considerable amount of days during the season. So I had one more year left, but I was not obligated to participate in any track and field events. So during that summer of 2000 and my bad, 2000 and yeah, 2018, during that summer, I found myself doing many different things to occupy my time. And I guess, you know, since this is a podcast, I could just give you the whole story. So uh, little to nobody knows this, I guess, up until now. But before I did the lemonade, I seriously thought I was going to be a metal recycler. Recycler. So you're thinking, how in the world can you recycle metal? So crazy enough, you know, I was always a tinkerer. You know, I always used to uh, take things apart as a child. And that infatuation never decreased as I got older. So me being the type of guy I am, I noticed there was this large dumpster outside of the, I want to say, computer engineering building. And one night I just, you know, happened to see what's going on. And I laid my eyes on a gold mine. Well, at least I thought it was a gold mine. They were getting rid of all the old computers, projectors, wires, everything. And they just had it sit in the dumpster. So I'm thinking, oh, I'm about to rack up. You know, I'm thinking copper everywhere, copper for days. So I speed to my apartment, get the biggest suitcase I have and just fill the suitcase up with any type of cable wire I could find. And I get back to my apartment and I'm just going at it. I fashioned some really extremely sketchy uh, wire strippers, which was essentially a hole drilled in a two by four and a razor <laughs> and a razor blade stuck at the top. So that way it would strip the wire as I pull it through. Barely worked. Actually, it didn't work at all. Uh, but my dreams quickly came to an end. Uh, one, because I did not do my market research and I didn't uh, actually find out what was the nearest metal recycling facility next to Starkville. And it was not close. So... I would be spending a considerable amount of money on gas. Uh, and then I didn't do my research on what type of cords contained uh, copper because most of these, most, most, of, most of the cords that I had was Cat5 Ethernet cords. And there's not, nah, you, you're not really getting any copper out of those bad boys. You know, and then I found some old, I want to say VGA cables or something like that. That didn't work either. So I had probably about 50 to 60 pounds of cable just sitting in my room. And I want to say I didn't throw that out until it was time for me to move out of my apartment. So that was my that was my little introduction to entrepreneurship. Uh, the knack was there. I just needed to find something that was actually a viable business. And granted, all this is happening in the back of my 2004 Cadillac DeVille. Oh, yeah, that's my baby. That's my baby. So time goes on. I realized that I would not be a new inductee into the metal recycling business. And, you know, I'm still in summer school taking classes. Uh, but I do know that I have some type of itch, whether it be something to pass time or something that I can make a little money off of. So this is where... This is where things get a little bit 
you know, blurry, at least from my memory. I'm not exactly sure where I got the idea for Lemonade, but I did get an idea for Lemonade. And I was, at the time, I was the president of my undergraduate fraternity, Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated, go mob. And uh, I was meeting with one of our, one of our, uh, I guess you could say, stand-in advisors, somebody who gave input that we valued, a very, very instrumental person to the undergraduate chapter of uh, Phi Beta Sigma at Mississippi State. So I was going to meet with him to talk about fundraisers that we could do in the chapter. And right at the end of the meeting, now granted, I didn't have any product in hand, but I said, you know, I'm, I make the best lemonade you ever had. And I, you know, I have a business and it's, it's, I, I have a lemonade business, you know, and I make the best lemonade you've ever, you've ever had. And he, what did he say? He asked me, oh man, uh, what did he say? What did he say? I think he asked me, what, what, what's, what's 10% of my business? And I was like, 10% of my business? Shoot, man, I'm gonna shoot for the star, $500. <laughs> you know, I, I said $500. That's, that's 10% of my business. And, uh, I believed at that moment, he believed in me more than I really believed in myself because I was selling a business that didn't even exist yet. So he he put his money where his mouth is and he said, go give me my checkbook. And I said, what? What in the world? What in the world? And he wrote me a check for $500 that day on the spot. Now, before I just had an idea about lemonade business, but after I left his house, I was like, all right, now I have something to prove, not only to myself, but to him, because I told him that I had a lemonade business. And now he put the seed capital in for me to start pursuing my start pursuing my dreams, you know, or should I say my idea? It wasn't a dream at that moment. It was just an idea. Uh so I'm thinking, man, you know, I don't even have a business yet, and I already convinced somebody that I make the best lemonade ever. So naturally, like any young African-American boy would do, I called my mama. You know, I was like, mama, because I had briefly mentioned to her that I wanted to do a lemonade business. And uh, I called, I was like, mama, I just pitched this, uh, this idea, and uh, this man, he gave me $500. And I'm thinking, my mama's going to be like, why, you got $500? No, the exact opposite. She said, what? You telling me you don't even have a business and you taking money from somebody else? You need to give that man his money back immediately. I'm thinking, Mama, why are you hating? You know what I'm saying? Uh, but she had a point. I had no business taking somebody else's money when I didn't even have a, a viable business to begin with. So I was like, all right, now not only do I have to prove something to him, I, have, I also have to prove something to my mama because she said I had no business. You know what I'm saying? So... Now that's two people I have to prove wrong. So that's when Reed's Lemonade really became something concrete and it was more than just abstract idea. So I go back to the apartment, poor apartment. I put, boy, I, I put that apartment through some, through, through the trenches. Anyway, uh, I, I go home, I go to the apartment and uh, I start searching up automatic lemon squeezes. Uh, I, I don't touch a check. 
but you know, I pay for an automatic lemon squeezer uh, that you have to cut the lemon in half and press it down and it squeeze the lemon juice out. And I went to the Asian market in Starkville and I ordered a case of lemons. And I got my sugar from Walmart and I got some purified water from Walmart also. And I was, I was ready to get in the lab. So I took, I took this task extremely seriously. I'm talking about to the point to where I would go to the library at night and look up any type of academia on lemons, lemonade, uh, where different types of lemonade come from, or should I say lemons come from, what different countries call a lemon beverage. I was all in because I had something to prove. I had a chip on my shoulder. So I I'm talking about I'm looking at good housekeeping magazines from 1976. All of this. I'm all in. And I later come up with the conclusion that if you have a really good lemonade recipe, you're probably not going to put it online. So I had an idea of what. Or should I say I had an idea of where to start. So that's where that's how I did it. And. I guess you can say this is part of my engineering background, but I didn't rely on cups. I relied on ratios. So the lemon juice would be tied into the water and the water would be tied into the sugar. That way, when I needed to manipulate something, it was easier to manipulate each variable rather than to play with cups and them not be uh, connected together. So I went through very, I probably went through five, six, seven recipes taste. And it gets to the point where you taste so much lemonade, it all tastes the same, you know, but I, I, I think it took me about two days, but I finally, I finally, uh, landed on what I thought was the winner. So still in summer school and one of my good friends, Monica Mosley, I had mentioned to her that I was doing a lemonade business. She said, the minute you have something, I I got you. So I went and I let her taste it, and she was like, "Wow, this this is pretty good." So I was like, "Well, we get somewhere, we get somewhere." Still haven't touched the five hundred dollars, uh, but you know, we we might have a viable product. And then my second customer, uh, also a very good friend, Brianna Smith, who's also a former teammate, she got some, but she didn't taste it immediately. She was going to take it back to her family reunion, I believe. And my third customer before I left for summer school, uh, or should I say before summer school ended, was Graylin Jones and uh, also a former teammate. All three of my first customers were former teammates. And he tasted it, put it on Snapchat story, bussing, you know? So I'm thinking I'm three out of three. You know, I'm unstoppable, you know? I'm better than the Golden State Warriors. We, 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 we got something. And uh, right around this time, after those first three sales, summer school was over and it was time for me to go back to New Orleans for the rest of the summer. So by this time, I made a I made an Instagram account. You know, I made a fire logo out of Microsoft Word. Uh, The first the first logo was probably uh, infringing on some copyrights. But hey, you got to you got to make it happen with what you got. So posting pictures on Instagram. Uh, made this page telling everybody I make the best lemonade you ever had, you ever had in your life, and I, you know, I take my talents to New Orleans. So I get to New Orleans, and 
right around this time, it's the 4th of July. Really, really hot. Extremely hot. And uh, my 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 first my first full time well should I say part time employer Calvin Mackey he's he he's a current mentor he's somebody's he's he's somebody I look up to and he also gave me my first job at STEM Nola and you know since he's the best business he was the best business person I know businessman I knew so I, I took it to him I, I said Doc you know I got something for you. He was like, man, what? Because, you know, he thinking you in school for engineering. You, you bring your lemonade. Like, what's up? I was like, man, I got the best lemonade you ever had in your life. So he had some friends, friends, friends over for, for the 4th of July. I came over and it was a hit. You know, it, it, it was a hit. So at this, I'm four for four. I'm four, four for four, no Wendy's. You know what I'm saying? I've, I've, I, my confidence is building. Uh, I'm gaining followers. I, 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 I send it out to everybody, former classmates, former high school classmates, uh, friends, anybody that's in the city. I'm the lemonade guy. If you need, if you need lemonade, I'm your guy. I'm your man's, you know. So I, I spread the word and I get another, uh, let's see, I get another reality check from my mother. You know, but my, my mom, she 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 gonna tell it to you straight, no cap. Uh, she asked me how much money you making on this, and I said, "What you? I'm 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 selling out the coolers, mom. The little styrofoam coolers. I'm making money." She's like, "How much money you really making?" I was like, "Mama, why you? It's the second time you on my back. You know what I'm saying? Why you? Why you? Why you? Why you hating? Why you hating?" She was like, "You need to find out how much money you making." So I was like, "All right, okay, okay, mom." Okay, mom, since you know everything. Uh, so I, I, I crunch the numbers. You know, I, I find out how much I'm paying for a case of lemons. And then I figure out how much lemon juice uh, gets, how much lemon juice I yield from a case of lemons. And then I, I tallied up the sugar. Uh, I had bottles. I had closures, uh, caps. And I tallied it up. And it cost me $2.37. To make each bottle lemonade. Uh, this was a very sobering moment because I was selling the lemonade. I want to say one for three, one for three or six for twelve, and literally everybody was getting the six for twelve. So I was losing. <laughs> I was I was losing money on every sale. So, you know, I've done, I've told everybody I make the best lemonade you ever had in your life. Uh, I can't stop now. Can't stop, won't stop. Uh, but I'm faced with a serious problem because a business that doesn't make money is just a hobby. And I was in it for the business. So, you know, I'm thinking this is a midlife crisis right now because I'm losing money and I don't know, I, 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 I don't know what to do. I go back to the drawing board. And I know I have to finagle the recipe in a way that still produces a quality beverage, but isn't so heavily reliant on the expensive items, that being the lemon juice and the fruit. So I go I go back to the drawing board. You know, I, I, I test some things out uh, that same day. My mom goes to work and I'm testing, I'm testing, I'm testing. And I call her. I said, Mama, I said, Mama. I got it down from 
two, what is two thirty seven to like a dollar eighty something, and I was so. I was so happy. I was so happy because now I'm making money. I'm not making a lot of money. I barely make it in, but I'm not losing money, you know. And 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 I full speed ahead, full speed ahead. So I I, I kept selling. Uh, I I was buying bottles off of Amazon, which is way too expensive. Oh man, I think I think each bottle might have been like sixty to seventy cent. Uh, but it was it was all I knew, and I would drive around with a cooler in the back of the. 04 DeVille, you know, I had a cooler on the back seat, a big cooler. I had dry ice and regular ice to keep them cold. And uh, at that point, it was more than cold. It was almost, you know, a little bit frozen, like slushy consistency. And people were people were eating it up. You know, I should say drinking it up. So there wasn't too many things or should I say too many setbacks as far as uh, how it was received. So I took that same momentum back into my last year of, of school at Mississippi State. And one of my line brothers, uh, actually my link, Terrence Green, uh, he was very instrumental because he told me about the entrepreneurship center at Mississippi State. And I want to say this is something that definitely sets Mississippi State out among many schools that they actually have an entrepreneurship center uh, you can also call it an incubator, but you can bounce your ideas, one, off of entrepreneurs, but also the staff that they have in a place. That way they can ensure that after you go through the rigorous, you know, uh, pitch competitions and other things that they have, that you will emerge with a viable business, not just something that you wrote on the back of a, you know, a napkin and say, I got a business, where's my LLC? And another great thing is that they provide you with not only grant money, but money from these pitch competitions that you can use to grow your business. And you don't have to, you know, keep track of it. You don't have to say, I spent this on this, this on this. As long as they see that you have a viable product and a business plan that seems to be that seems to make sense, they're going to give you the funds and you can do whatever you want with the money. So I found this out. I was like, bet. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm already making money. You know, this is more than just an idea. So I go to the Entrepreneurship Center and I enroll in the first round. And I want to say after the first round is just to make sure that your business makes sense. You don't have to have a physical product or anything. They just want to see that you're heading in the right direction. And I want to say that was $500. So I passed that easy. I had samples from the taste. You know, I was working with uh, Terrence to get my slide deck together. We had pictures. By that time, I had already done lemonade stands on campus. So it there there was no there was no evidence that the business was not going to work. Uh, so I got that five hundred dollars. I was able to invest that back in the company and get some get some quote unquote machinery. <laughs> uh, uh, that I was able to use to grow the business and it, it was a hit. It, it was definitely a hit. And uh, I will say that the e-center forces you to think about the problems that you wouldn't necessarily think about if you weren't being tested. Uh, so, for example, they said one of the things that your business has to do is solve a problem. And I mean, in my mind, my business was almost a luxury. It's not necessarily something you need. It's just something that you would like. So I made my business model around being convenient. 
So when I did my second pitch, I said, Reed's Lemonade is the vending machine you always wanted. Prime example, I did lemonade stands every Friday. And I noticed that depending on where your classes were, you didn't have time to go into the union, get a drink and then head out. Because uh, I want to say you only had 10 minutes in between the end of class and the start of the next one. So I said, my business is convenient is because you can get a light, refreshing beverage that doesn't detour you off your path too much. And, you know, you can make it to class. And, uh, and yeah. And I also did deliveries, on-campus deliveries. Uh, so if you're in some type of meeting after hours, 5 or 6 p.m., I'll come drop off the lemonade, you know, boom, I'm your guy. I'm your guy. So, yeah, I I went through I went through the E-Center. Uh, I emerged, uh, uh, I should say, at the time of graduation, I think it's safe to say I had one of the best startups on campus as far as viability and uh, proven sales. And. I I forget off the top of my head how much money I received, but it was definitely over four thousand dollars in grant money and pitch winnings that I received prior to graduation that I was able to invest back in my business. And and also, oh, how can I forget? Yeah, this might be a long one, but how can I forget? I was for my senior project, uh, Doctor Whittington. Doctor Whittington, he helped me out tremendously. Uh, like I said, I was a mechanical engineer, and for my senior design project, usually uh, the class is aimed at the students getting real-world experience with problems that companies have, and it's your job to solve them. So the first assignment for that class was submitting your resume, and upon reviewing my resume, my professor noticed that I was finding CEO. He was like, what in the world? You know, you, you still in college. So he called me. He called me on the day I didn't have class. And I was like, what the, why in the world is he calling me? And he asked about this founder and CEO title that I have on my resume. I was like, yeah, you know, uh, I have a lemonade business and it's the best lemonade you ever had in your life. And he says, oh, really? And I was like, yeah. And, I, and, and you know, he says, he mentions, well, the purpose of this class is to solve problems with real world companies. And he asked me, would I be interested in having my company uh, be on the list of, you know, uh, the list of companies that have problems that they need to solve? I said, what? Yes. So so he he said, identify a problem that you need solved and 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 uh, we could work with you. So immediately I was like, refrigeration, refrigeration, refrigeration. So <laughs> me being the naive person I am, uh, I got a group together. Luckily, we had already been uh, a group for, for prior years. So it was my engineering, engineering group, engineering classmates. Uh, it was me, Bradley, uh, Ryan, uh, Ryan, Jacob, and Hunter. Oh, yeah. Uh, what it was, e ESD? No. Engineer, I forget the name of class. But anyway, I taxed the group with a mobile uh, refrigeration unit that can keep my beverages cold. That was the 
problem that I wanted solved. So we worked on designing some type of mobile cooler that, you know, keeps drinks cold and has a good capacity. And yeah, that was not a good idea. <laughs> that was a horrible idea. But we worked at it. And I eventually was like, yeah, we probably need to 86 this because this is not going to work. So uh, I went back to the drum board, went back to my professor. And I was like, you know what? I don't think what we set out to do is possible. Uh, how about I come with something else? And he said, well, what you got? And I said, well, currently I'm hand filling each by lemonade and it would be very beneficial if I were to get a semi-automatic filling machine. And he was like, that sounds pretty interesting. So that was my senior design project. Uh, me and the it was four of the guys had to construct, prototype and build a semi-automatic bottling machine. I should say lemonade filling machine. And that was not easy. Oh my gosh. It included metal fabrication. So we had to weld stuff. We had to use an Arduino uh, to control the speed at which it was coming out. Well, it was gravity fed, but we had to program the Arduino to know how much liquid is in the vessel how much liquid was going into the bottle. We had a speed controller. It was nuts. It was nuts, but it was definitely a good experience. One, you know, working with these instruments to see how they work. But two, I was the team lead because not only was I part of the group, but I was essentially the overseer and the, the naysayer to determine whether or not what we were doing was going to be adequate. So it did give me, you know, a little bit of managerial experience. Uh, but yeah, it was it was definitely fun. And everything that we used was funded for by the engineering department at Mississippi State. So I have to pay for nothing. So it was it was really, really nice. It was really nice. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have the machine because I had to pick and choose what I could bring back and it would not fit in the truck. Hindsight, I should have kept it, but you know, can't cry over spilled milk. So I graduate uh, and I identify that Reese Lemonade is definitely something that I want to pursue post-grad. And I move back to, I come back to New Orleans and I am looking for ways to grow my business being a transplant, if you will, uh, because I didn't necessarily start the business in New Orleans, but the business will have its uh, foundation in New Orleans. So this is something that I've referred to, or should I say, I spoke about on one of my episodes with Wednesdays with Willie, but I knew what type of audience would be uh, receptive of my beverage. It's not necessarily somebody who always gets a Arizona or the cheapest drink. Uh, it's somebody who doesn't mind paying a little extra for something that's natural, uh, no preservatives or anything like that. So I set out on Instagram and I looked for any account that had over like 5,000 followers. And I introduced myself saying, hey, my name is Willie Lana Reed. I'm the founder and CEO of Reese Lemonade. And it would be my pleasure for you to try my beverage. And I just left it at that. And I sent a lot of messages out, got a lot of no's, got a lot of non-answers, but I did get you know, a few yeses from that message. 
And then upon among further conversation, you know, we we came to the conclusion that it might not have been the right fit for that particular establishment. But in addition to me sending out these messages, messages on Instagram, I kept this at this point, I had a truck. I kept a cooler uh, full of lemonade with ice in my truck. That way, if I passed by an establishment that seemed as though they would be a really good account for Reed's Lemonade, I would hop out, put a sample pack in a bag, go in, ask to speak to the manager or whoever was in charge at the moment, and I would introduce myself and give them a card and let them say or let them taste, you know, what I had. And that's how I came amongst, or that's how I found my biggest client to date. I mean, to this date, Port Orleans. Uh, Don at Port Orleans, he's been a tremendous help. You know, he's at, at this at this point, he's the only only account I have right now, just due to time restrictions with my job. But he's been with me from day one. Him and his staff, um, I'm so grateful for them. You know, supporting Reese Lemonade as they have. So I, I saw this building, but they were they seem to always be closed when I ride when when I rode by. So luckily one day they were open and I, I go in and I say, you know, I've been trying to trying to trying to get my product in here. Uh, you know, now now is a chance. So I, I give it to Melanie, uh, who's the taproom manager. And she says that she'll forward the message and the samples to uh, Don. So I go for a lunch break and she immediately she was like, right when I get to lunch, she emails me, said, how soon can you come back? I said, I can come back right now. So this is, you know, this is this is my first real bite. And Don sits with me and he says, oddly enough, that they've been looking for a non-alcoholic beverage for a while because, you know, he wasn't really fond of only having Coke, Sprite and water as an alternative for the children uh, that come to the brewery just because Port Orleans is very family oriented. You could bring your dog. They have cornhole, basketball court, all of that stuff. So he felt as though Reese Lemonade would be a great fit. And, you know, he basically asked, how soon can you give me some? I said, how soon do you want it? And uh, he says, as soon as possible, I want to start off with 100 bottles. And at that point, I was like, what? A hundred? <laughs> you know, I was thinking that, that was the biggest order I had ever gotten. Uh, so I go, I, 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 I hustle, I, I hustle, bustle to get it out. And that was the start of a, of a now, three, two year, because that point is 2019, two year relationship. And I strongly believe that, you know, this is definitely a relationship that will go on uh, much longer than much longer than I would have ever expected. So uh, we had 35 minutes. That's a, a, I guess, the almost full version of how uh, I started my company, Reads Lemonade. And uh, that's also a little bit about myself. So thank you for listening if you made it this far. And uh, I'll check back in with you on the next episode.